Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to this special edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always, of course, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know that Mo is here with us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, we've done this just a couple of times before, and what's going on is that we love reading fourth listener email. We uh, got to sprinkle it in throughout our other episodes, but sometimes, sometimes one of our episodes strikes a nerve and we get lots of email. Uh, in order to address all of that, uh, we set up this special edition of fourth listener feedback where we're just focusing on emails that we received or contacted people made about a particular episode. In this case, it should come as no surprise when we did our episode about Star Wars for the May the 4th celebration. Wow, did our mailbox fill up with people that had stuff to say about Star Wars. And that comes as no surprise. Yeah, you think? You know, it's, <laughs> it was a minor movie back in the 70s, late 70s. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a big deal. Uh, so that's what we have here. Uh, in this opportunity, we're going to sit down and read some emails from several of our Horth listeners who wrote in about that Star Wars episode. And I want to start with one from T.D. Jr., who wrote in to us, and I want to start with his email because he actually says he hasn't yet listened to the podcast yet when he decided <laughs> to write us this email. So I, we'll see if we've addressed his questions. So the subject line of his email was Star Wars Memories, and here's what T.D. Jr. had to say. Hey, guys, I had to drop you a line once I started the podcast on my way to work this morning. I haven't even listened yet, but since it's May the 4th and it's Star Wars Day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I figured to reach out and say hey. So hey, T.D. Jr., hey. for you. <laughs> I've been listening for a while to the backtracks and just started listening to the regular shows and love the show. And you guys always bring memories and a smile. Keep up the good work. Oh, cool. He goes on to say, anyway, no need to recap the movie or its impact, but I had to share some memories associated with the movie. He says, I was born in 71 and I was six when Star Wars came out. I distinctly remember wanting to see the movie and my parents having to go and check it out before I was allowed to see it. <laughs> uh, I remember those days. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to find out if it's appropriate. See if there's any boobies. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, I remember them coming and giving me the okay to see it. Joy. <laughs> he said, I saw it several times and it played a long time. Even after it oh, left yeah. the theater for months and years after, I remember calling on a touch tone phone to the local theater and having to listen to the listing. Only one screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had mentioned yeah. maybe just last week or week before about how often back then theaters would just fill with a film and stay there for yeah. months or weeks. And you had to go to some other town to see different movies sometimes because yeah. it was blocked up. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And Star Wars definitely hung out there a long time. Right. Yeah. Not, I guess not quite like E.T., but no, a lot. No, no, no. It was there for a long time. Yeah. 
He goes on to say, we were so happy when the voice said, this weekend, Star Wars. <laughs> We'd walk about a mile to the show and enjoy the film again, or I could check the newspaper listing as well to see if it was playing. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> as you know, Star Wars saturated the culture and it was everywhere. I remember getting prizes in the cereal boxes and collecting trading cards. Collecting those could run you a fortune as a kid. Did you guys do the Star Wars trading cards? I have some from when I was uh-huh. a kid. I don't remember, you know, as a six-year-old, he has a better memory than my six-year-old self did for sure. I <laughs> I remember getting them like bubblegum pack, you know, like just like yeah. the baseball yeah. cards at the mm-hmm. grocery store yeah. when I would go with yeah. mom, but trading them and collecting them with other people. I don't think I really did that. It was just when I happened upon a pack. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Mo? More densely populated where you grew up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we definitely, I mean, that was, if something was Star Wars, we wanted it. Yeah. It, it could be Star Wars toilet paper, we'd want to buy it. I mean, it was <laughs> ridiculous. But, yeah, but the trading cards were cool because they actually had like, I remember they had movie still pictures on them. Right. Of the characters and stuff and little backstories in the back and, you know, things like that. So, and the, for us, trading was mostly trying to get rid of dupes and get the ones you don't have. Like, there weren't really, like, right. rare cards that I remember. Just trying to get them all. Trying to get the full set. Had they started doing chase cards back then? Or, like, the super rare ones? I don't remember that. I think it was just a nice I proliferation. I don't remember that one having a chase card. It might have, but I don't remember one. I, I don't think that was a thing back then. No, that's good. That's good. It was better for us than yeah. as kids. You know, the only holograms. time that was a kind of a thing were, like, contests. Like, the Pepsi bottle cap contest where you mm-hmm. had to spell out the yep. word I love Pepsi or something in the the P or the S or something was oh, like yeah. <laughs> you one of those every 20,000 or something. Yeah, you would never find it. Oh man, those stupid contests. That might be a whole backtrack. <laughs> I remember collecting like NFC and AFC helmets on the bottle caps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so yeah. Much. I remember those. That is a ripe area to, to dig into. Oh, okay. yeah. Bottle cap contest. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, it's Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Let's stick with Star Wars. If we could do the Dewey Decimal System, we could do the bottle cap contest. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes on to say, at the beginning of the madness, I remember getting knockoff toys. I had a lightsaber with a blow-up blade and a flashlight in the handle. I remember, oh, I remember those. that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, not sure if it was licensed, but it seemed cheap. It a friend was. received a ceramic Vader lamp. It was cheap. <laughs> a friend received a ceramic Vader lamp with a light-up, with light-up chest lights. <laughs> I don't oh, wow, remember that. But it sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> he says this is actually pretty cool, but even the local pottery people were getting into the act. It was just like knockoff. The pottery place yeah. was doing, yeah, let's put a flashlight in Vader's chest. Uh, just a couple more memories he has. He mentions the toys. He says, I didn't get the empty box set. You guys remember the empty box oh, set yeah. with the action figures? That he didn't have them all. Right. It was something. Yeah. Some, we might get more emails if I get this wrong, but basically the movie was out and they were ready to do action figures, but they weren't ready. So for that Christmas, you could buy a box that had a picture of all the guys on it. Wow. And then you can mail off that proof of purchase. And then come January, February, they'd mail you the action figures. It was like eight or 10 figures. And yeah, it's like a promissory note. That's got to be like worth 10 grand right now. Some cardboard oh, box yeah. that had proof. Yeah, oh, like yeah. If you had oh, one I'm that sure. had never had its proof of purchase cut out or something like that, mm. it's probably the holy grail of Star Wars at this yeah, point. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It was on that show, um, The Toys That Made Us. They did a whole thing talking about that. Oh, you're right. They did oh, talk did about they? that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he says he didn't get that empty box but he did get a Sears Cantina set with a cardboard backdrop and a blue snaggletooth figure. I guess is it blue and rarer? I don't know. Uh, George, you just got your hammerhead recently though, didn't you? You didn't have a hammerhead when we did the podcast. I did, yeah. Yeah, you came and visited. We went to a toy show and they had a whole bin of them. I'm like, there, the hammerhead. You should buy it. He's like, well, so you've been wanting it for 40 years. Buy the deal. We made it. I made him buy it. He bought it. I did. Uh, He goes on to say puzzles, t-shirts, iron-ons were standard Christmas gifts that year. I had movie books and I remember the first couple extended universe paperbacks a couple years later. Uh, Splinter, Splinter of the Mind's, of the Mind's 
I, I remember that one specifically. Do you? Oh, You're yeah. Right? It says, uh, Leia gets to use a lightsaber yep. and a trilogy of Han Solo novels. It was so cool to read other adventures of Luke and his friends. Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, yeah, he, he wraps it up by saying, look, I could go on for a while, so I'll stop. <laughs> but for me, as like, that's why we have this episode. Like, we don't want to chew up an episode with these long emails, but they're important. They're all, it's what yeah. Gen X Grown Up is about, invoking these memories in our listeners. We'd love to celebrate it. So don't worry about it. I could probably go on forever, but I'll stop. So for me, millions of others, I owe a debt of gratitude to George Lucas. Love him or hate him. He made something <laughs> great. And while I think Empire is a better movie, A New Hope or Star Wars, as it was known when I first saw it. <laughs> no fighting, guys. No okay, fighting. I was going to say, like, there's another one in my this side for the debate column. <laughs> You're right, I know. He uh, says, uh, Star Wars is always in my top two. So long for now, and I hope I'm the first to say... May the fourth listener be with you, T.D. Jr. Cool, man. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> so this is the kind of enthusiasm that this episode sparked. And we have a few more emails. We're going to take a second here for a quick break. And we get back, we're going to hear from Scott, who had some stuff to say about Star Wars. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. To continue with our influx of uh, spirited Star Wars emails that we got from our fourth listeners, uh, we're going to move along now to Scott, who wrote in. Subject line of Scott's email was, Lucas always having Leia and Luke be siblings, which we mentioned Indeed. briefly, like wondering mm -hmm. if that was always the plan, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So apparently Scott, he knows what's going on. So he had some stuff to say about that. He says, Lucas has done a lot of interviews since his movies over the years and many times contradicting things he said in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Usually when something seems like it was genius writing, he'll take credit for it. It was always planned. <laughs> so take this with a grain of salt. I remember an interview with Lucas before the prequels were a thing. He talked about his vision for the nine movies, uh, which we alluded to. Mm -hmm. Leia was not going to originally be Luke's sister. And episode nine was going to conclude with the fall of the Emperor and the destruction of the second Death Star. OK. Yeah, OK. Kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not right? too far off. Uh, Luke's sister was going to be someone revealed in episode seven or eight and was going to be more like Mara Jade type of character. I don't know who Mara Jade is. I guess mm, that's Star either. Wars super fans know. I'm guessing that's something from one of the cartoons or the books. Maybe so, or books or novels, who knows? It's from the cartoon. But by the time Lucas got around to making Return of the Jedi, he was burned out and didn't want to do all nine movies <laughs> at the time. So he condensed his ideas for movie seven, eight, nine and put it all into episode six. Okay. So to many hardcore mm -hmm. fans in the know, Marcia Lucas is the real savior of the Star Wars franchise. She was married to George Lucas when he wrote episodes four and five, and she was his editor on episode four. So ah, his Ex-wife. So the very first movie, she was the editor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was the editor, right? And writer for four and five. And uh, so Scott goes on to, to elucidate a bit more. He says, she went against George Lucas's wishes often and challenged his vision. And he would go back to the drawing board, rework some stuff and come out with a far superior product. Nice. The original title of Star Wars was, and this is true, The Adventures of Luke Starkiller, as yes, taken right. from the Journal of the Wills, Saga One, The Star Wars. <laughs> All of that. I, I knew the Luke Starkiller part. I'd heard that yeah. name. 
I didn't know about as taken from the journals of the wills. That's a new one. No, I, 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 I want to know who the wills are. Yeah, yeah, right. And why do they have a journal? And why? Yeah, why do they have a journal? <laughs> <laughs> and can they write? Did they have to go to BetterHelp.com like I did and get therapy for this <laughs> right. terribly long title they were a part of? Or Is it what a dream happened? journal about what's going to happen with Luke Starkiller? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they wake up to a Dallas. It was all a dream. <laughs> he says that whole title was the original title of the movie, and three PO is supposed to sound and act like a New Jersey car salesman. <laughs> okay. That would have that been different. Yeah, that's something. Darth Vader's name was Darth Vader. First name Darth, last name Vader. Ah. <laughs> like that was his name. So the Darth wasn't like a title. Right. No, yeah. right. Yeah. So look, he says, obviously those got changed, but even what got put on camera wasn't exactly perfect. Marsha Lucas used a lot of sneaky editing prowess to draw out a better movie than what George had in the can. To the fans in the know, she was the unsung hero of the Star Wars franchise. Hmm. I'm going to say something based on that real quick. I have okay. often said in this podcast and just talking in general that editors really make the movies mm -hmm. a director can direct and get the actors to say a thing 20 different times the actors can give different performances the camera operators can you know make sure everything is in a certain frame and the light and all those guys absolutely contribute to the film but if you don't have a good editor oh yeah, absolutely right. The movie's going to look like shit no matter oh, yeah. how good you do. That's why Scorsese has always had uh, his editor. Um, oh. Quentin Tarantino's mm -hmm. always, up until she died, he always had the same editor on all mm -hmm. of his films. And right. since she passed, by the way, you can see a difference in his movies. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think the editor is the unsung hero of the entire film industry, especially considering what that role and that title and job was born out of. You mm -hmm. guys know the history of editors in Hollywood, I know, but for those in our audience, the reason why women were more often editors than men is because back in the early days of Hollywood, they just had rows and rows of women sitting at machines splicing film together <laughs> because they thought since they could sew, they could edit film together. Right. It was their type of job. It's just a clinical mundane thing to do is stitch it together. It's not. It, it's right. an art. It's like making music. It's like making paintings. I mean, it's, it's obviously genetic. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's genetic. genetic. <laughs> the ladies can do it. It's like yeah. laundry. No, that's not how editing works. <laughs> and the other thing he, he touched on too, which I see here with Gen X grown up is, is steel hardening steel. You get people together that all have creative visions mm -hmm. and they all have a direction. And then you beat heads against each other. Like we often do like, no, this, no, this, no, this. And in the end, what comes out is better than anyone's individual vision was. Sure. And it sounds like in many ways, his ex-wife did that for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Scott goes on to wrap up saying, now I'm not saying correlation equals causation, but they got a divorce before Return of the Jedi. And that movie gave us Ewoks. Yeah. And Lucas surrounded himself 100% with Yes Men for the prequels. So his first ideas were always treated as the best ideas. Again, not saying correlation is causation, but it is interesting. You know, it actually makes sense. It makes total sense because, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, again, I, who knows if that's true or not. But he started getting like the more like sneaking commercial ideas and rather than things that really helped the plot. Yeah, maybe maybe he has something to do with it. I think to his earlier point as well, condensing all of those seven, eight, nine ideas into six, it shows in that film because the film does feel rushed and disjointed compared to the first two. The first two have solid openings, hmm, yeah. wonderful act twos, some of the best act twos in film history and then really triumphant or dramatic act threes yeah episode six every time you think you're getting into a flow of a storyline or the subject matter or any character 
all of a sudden you're jumped to something different. Yeah. And that's why like of the original three return is my least favorite. Hmm. Not that it's a bad film. Sure. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared yeah. to the first two, it's well, just you're up against close. four and five. Come on. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 And I can see a bit of that on the prequels too. It's a bit, again, maybe there is a correlation, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, the good news is fandom was so entrenched around it that like it was not going to fail. The fans will bitch about it, but it wasn't going to fail. Yeah, they're right? going to see continue it. Continue that. They're right. going to push forward. Yeah. I think it's always interesting, too. He keeps seeing the fans in the know. Yeah. But there were people I really remember that knew this information back then and would tell me about it. And this is mm-hmm. pre-internet. That's what right. still kind of yeah. gets me this day. <laughs> These people were so dedicated that they found all this stuff out before there was an easy tool like Google to just yeah. type in and somebody had put it on Wikipedia or whatever. And you find your information. They, I don't know how they found the information out. but Had to know somebody or know somebody, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Scott wraps up his email saying, I personally am grateful Lucas invented this wonderful world that has impacted my life from age two onward. But I also personally believe Lucas is at his best when he has someone to challenge him and goes back and refines his ideas to really polish them and make them shine. Scott. Yeah. Made some good points. Yeah. Fair, Scott. Uh, I don't know if he listened to the podcast, but he certainly wrote us to tell us what he thought about (laughs) Star Wars. Hope he enjoyed it. Uh, Hey, speaking of Scott writing in, hey, as we continue through this after this break, if you listen to one of our shows and have something to say about it. Uh, you want to tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. You can always reach out podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. If there are enough of them about a certain topic, we'll do a special episode just like this to make sure your voice gets heard. Okay, stick around. We'll be right back after this quick break. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. We have just a few more emails that came in uh, all about the Star Wars backtrack that we did uh, back around May the 4th, the celebration of Star Wars. And not everybody wrote in uh, via email, although you can, I just uh, mentioned before the break. Uh, This first one, Kyle, longtime listener, he hit us up in Facebook Messenger. So we have a presence over on Facebook and he wrote us. Now, I'm going to go on record before I read this and I'm going to defend George because Kyle makes an assertion that George said something and I could find no evidence Mm. that you said Mm. it, George. Yeah, I'm I'm so interested. What is it? (laughs) That's really odd because I generally say whatever the hell I want. So I'm surprised that I didn't say something offensive (laughs) in this case. Yeah. And I, I assumed maybe you did. Look, we say 8,000 words a minute on this show, and it's inevitable that we're going to slip up and say something we don't mean. And so I'm like, oh, maybe he did say that and I didn't hear it. Or often if I hear it, if I can take it out in editing, I will. You know, if somebody says blatant and wrong stuff and I notice it. But anyway, Kyle says, in quotes, Star Wars land at Universal Studios. Oh, boy, is George going to get hate mail for that one? Ha ha ha. 
I so no. I don't remember George. Now that's he's like something I didn't that either. George said it, I would jump all over him. <laughs> right. well, and, and so I and I don't remember. He's got to be talking about you know my memories of when my family went. I'm guessing. Yeah, I must have been. Or maybe you went recently, or maybe when you went recently. Huh. Yeah, but I don't remember you saying that. Yeah, no, I, don't, I assume it was in this Star Wars episode. Oh, he didn't yeah, indicate, but he's talking about Star Wars land. It's possible. So I looked at the Star Wars episode. I downloaded the transcript and searched for the word Universal, the word Studios, <laughs> the word Land. I couldn't find it, uh, but Kyle. If we said it, okay. Uh, but I know George is aware that Star Wars Land is not at Universal Studios. No, no. Rather, I, it's Batu I'm very aware of where I spent my money <laughs> during that trip. And lots of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he wrote, said he's going to get a lot of hate mail for this. This is the only one I got. I wrote him back and I said, you might be the hate mail. You might yeah. be it. So here you are, Kyle. The only place I think of, George, when you mentioned Star Wars at all like that was when you came back from your trip recently not that long ago when you went there you were talking about well, the, the r2 yeah, thing I mean, how expensive but, but you didn't i again i don't remember you ever saying universal so yeah i think that was last year because it was when i was mm-hmm. on my family trip yeah 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 and so i would have had the opportunity to talk about it during the star wars episode because we just recorded that in may right yeah um I had also gone to Orlando with my wife on our anniversary trip. That was in April, so I would have had that experience. But we didn't go to Disney or anything during that trip. So oh, the last time I was there. Do you think maybe, Mo, when you went to Megacon, you talked about getting those lightsabers. Do you think yeah. maybe we offhandedly oh, referenced that trip in that maybe episode? That maybe that's be. what Kyle's talking about. Well, you know, I mean, this is a good one for our fourth listeners to report back uh, to You know what? On, if you can find, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you can find a soundbite of George saying Star Wars Land at Universal Studios, it's a new ringtone. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Send it in. We'll give you a free Pepsi bottle cap. I don't know. I'll send, I'll send him a sticker. I'll send him a sticker. You know what? You, if you can send us the file, you get a sticker. There you yeah, go. You get a sticker. That's there fair. You, you better limit that, though. Otherwise, we'll have 10,000 stickers person. to give out. Only the Only first, first yeah. person. Okay. First person. Okay. There you go. Uh, the next one is from longtime supporter Huey, and he oh, dropped hey. us a line right in Patreon, where he is a supporter over at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Hey, I just listened to the Star Wars episode. You guys talked about how even if a character was on a screen for just a few seconds, they got a toy. Mm-hmm. I think that's a stroke of marketing genius. Well, it is, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's coincidence that Lucas had a part of the toy back into merchandising? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that way, when kids play with those characters, they can create the backstory. Then the Star Wars world is way more expansive than the movies themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with Huey. I think he's given Lucas a little too much credit on mm. that front because I am 100% <laughs> sure that it had nothing to do with letting kids make a backstory. I'm absolutely positive he wanted that movie toy money yep. he's like oh for, absolutely oh yeah because you know the toy company says can we make a character out of this you know random sure mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it. yeah absolutely yeah. go for it well that was yeah, a happy probably. side effect you're right i think you're both right his intent was not let me give these kids plenty of characters to play with the backstory yeah. no he was saying let's make these punks buy shit is what he was saying yeah. mm-hmm. but ultimately the happy side effect was we got to have these toys of characters that whoever like the hammerhead the, or, or like you saw him wall, briefly walrus guy yeah. or something like that you, yeah. yeah the walrus head where you could play with him and imagine this whole little world and that got you more invested yeah. in this universe because you had a canon in your brain that was larger than what you'd seen on any screen so far so you, you didn't have to backfill all your you know when you're playing with like gi joes and stuff you could just backfill with like real star wars characters <laughs> that's right yeah you could just make them. i always wondered about people that since there were so many stormtroopers if you collected action figures could you ever have enough stormtroopers never because you need armies of them right you didn't just yeah. one stormtrooper or two 
two. You need a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. But they were the same price as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> I always figured if a kid had too many, just get him another Stormtrooper. That's probably something he needs, right? Right. You always never have too many Stormtroopers. Uh, one more email then. This last one I saved was a longtime listener, Rick, who wrote into the show. And his subject line of his email is Star Wars. Of course. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Rick, big fan of Star Wars. Uh, and he wrote in, gentlemen and George. Okay. What the? F- <laughs> really? <laughs> That's some bullshit. <laughs> oh. Oh. He made, he made my, my new favorite wow. fan now. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> there are so many things in this one to talk about. But in reference to discovering Star Wars, which we ask, hey, fourth listener, tell us what your experience was, right? He says, imagine, if you will, a young teenage boy in the library looking through the paperback books and sees a cover for a book called Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Now, this is before the movie is released. Being the avid sci-fi fan he is, he devours the book, discovers a blurb on the back about it soon to be a motion picture. (laughs) Wow. Wow. He discovered it in reverse. I, I have that same experience with Jurassic Park. John, it was actually... Right. We were at a Star Trek convention, Mm -hmm. your wife and I... Uh, we're looking at one of those free giveaway tables, the swag tables. Well, they didn't even call it swag back then, but they just had a bunch of buttons and posters. Oh, and the whatnot. publicity stuff they threw yeah. out there for upcoming yeah. stuff. Right. Exactly. Right. And your wife picked up this button and it was the T-Rex skeleton on the yellow background, mm-hmm. the oh, black yeah. skeleton silhouette. And she picked it up, oh, they're making this into a movie. And I'm like, making what into a movie? And so she tells me about Jurassic Park and I should go read it. And I was in a big reading phase at that point. So I picked it up. That was one of the first Crichton books I had ever read. And I fell in love with that author in that book. Mm, yeah. I imagine that's exactly what Rick felt after reading that Star Wars book. It had to feel like you were in on a secret. Like, mm. you know the story. You've read it already. and You can't wait to see what it turns into. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine. That's got to be Especially awesome. when the book has differences from the movie. You're like, mm-hmm. but in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always peg you and Mo for that guy. The book, yeah. the book, the book. Well, huge Dune fan, of course, both yeah. of you. You know, you see the, those films the, we talked about that. This way in the book is a variation of the um, actually guy. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's a more literary version. Yeah. Right. More educated. <laughs> Especially when it's stupid. Right. You know, when they, they change the <laughs> right. like, it, it was so well written. Why? Why, Why do that? that? Yeah, <laughs> just go with what they had. So here's here's a young Rick. He has found the book in the library, knows the movie is coming out. So he goes on to say, with a well-worn copy, he figures he missed another 50s or 60s great sci-fi movie. There having been so few at this point in time. Now, fast forward three weeks, going to see Black Sunday, oh, strange and forgettable movie. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, yeah. Black Sunday? Yeah, yeah. that's one with the that? blimp and the guy was going to sh- kill the, everybody at a stadium. In the stadium, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember. That is forgettable, yes. <laughs> it's actually a decent movie, actually. I remember it. It was on TV a lot. <laughs> was it? It was one of those 70s disaster things, yeah, right? it was. Okay. Rick says, strange and forgettable movie only really remembered for this memory. <laughs> and there is a coming soon poster for Star Wars. I'm sure my yelp for joy scared the nice lady behind me in line. I don't know that I saw another movie that year as I kept going back and staying in the theater for Star Wars. Mm. Thus, seeing it 88 times times that year wow he yeah, he was one ass. of those guys yeah because i i mm-hmm. you, you'd hear about those guys all the time like i saw it 57 times like what okay i love the movie but god damn now 
that's nothing. <laughs> I watch a movie a hundred times, but it's in my house. Yeah. Back then, going to the theater eighty-eight times. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, I saw it twenty-something times. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. His blood type just had to be butter oil at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he was young at the time, so you know. Yeah, I loved Wreck It Ralph, but I think I only saw it in the theater like twelve or thirteen times, and that I thought that was a ridiculous amount. And you hear somebody went twenty, eighty. And times. That was before a list. Holy, that was you're right. I paid full price every time. <laughs> oh, kidding. Oh, the money I would have saved. No, thanks, Mo, for that. Oh, you could have bought anyway. your own Wreck-It Ralph machine for that yeah, money. I could have. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because it wasn't just me. I was taking my daughter, taking my brother, taking <laughs> just me, whatever. Anyway, we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Rick wraps it up saying, thanks for that rejog down through my youth. Fourth listener forever, Rick. Oh, cool. Very cool. Thank you, Rick. Man. So, hey, to Rick, to Huey, to Kyle, Scott, and of course, to TD Jr., who kicked off the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to write in. And we absolutely love it when our fourth listeners hear something on the show. It sparks a memory for them. They relive that in their head and they'll write in and let us know about it. We love that about the podcast and our listeners. Uh, again, hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com or over on Facebook or if you want, over on Patreon, as all of our Patreon supporters do. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for this special edition, fourth listener feedback. We will be back with your regularly scheduled episode on Thursday, as always. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you man always fun man and fourth listeners it is you we all appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Did I miss any of that time? Did I get them all? I wasn't listening. Yeah, I wasn't either. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.